If you have your Bibles tonight, go ahead and open with me. We'll start tonight in, in John chapter 2. Uh, we studied that this morning. Uh, and in thinking about some of the things that we learned from this section we studied this morning, John 2, 1 through 12, there was one thing that really stood out to me, and, and I've read it before, but in thinking about it, it really stood out, it is what Jesus' mother said to the servants in verse 5. In John chapter 2, verse 5, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Such a simple statement. Such a, I mean, wasn't a whole lot to it. But when we really think about what she had just told those servants, we begin to really think about and understand how powerful that short little statement is. Whatever he says to you, do it. And, and thinking about what we talked about this morning in Bible class, what do we notice about doing whatever Jesus tells us to do? First of all, in thinking about this section here, there was a need that was recognized, and they realized and that Jesus, she came to Jesus asking for help. So when we think about us and thinking about our situation, we need to recognize the need that we have. And we need to realize that Jesus has the only solution for the need that we have. We go to Romans chapter 3. As we think about our first point tonight, we need to recognize our need and realize He has the only solution. In Romans chapter 3, Paul, in writing this book, in the first chapter, he's letting his audience know that the Gentiles have sinned. In chapter 2, the Jews have sinned. And he gets to chapter 3. And he says in Romans chapter 3, verse 9 and verse 10, and he says, what then? Are we, talking about the Jews, better than they, the Gentiles? Not at all. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And then you get over to verse 23, Romans 3.23, and he says, For all have sinned and come short or fallen short of the glory of God. When we think about our need, we all need to realize, and, and many in this room have recognized that need, Maybe you currently realize it, and we realize that we stand in need of the Lord. If you haven't realized it, then it's something to start thinking about. Is the need that we have, because all have sinned, the text says, and come short of the glory of God. And we get a few chapters over in Romans, in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. The reason why this is so significant, and the reason why the fact that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, is what Paul says at the end of Romans 6, verse 23. He says, For the wages, or for the payment, or the just reward for sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. In order for us to avoid the fair payment, the payment that we deserve, uh, that which we have earned, which is death, we must accept God's gift of eternal life 
which is only found in Christ Jesus our Lord. So in thinking about our need, we have to come to the realization and realize that we have sinned and we have come short of God's glory. We have missed the mark and that the only one who can help us with our sin, the only one who has the solution to this problem that we have is Jesus Christ. What we need then is we need a new life. And Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4 tells us, here's how that happens. And here's what you do to, uh, for your sin problem. He says, do you not know that as many of us, as we're baptized into Christ Jesus, we're baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. It says in verse 8, Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion, or death no longer rules over Him. We have to recognize the need that we had. Just as in John chapter 2, they realized we have a need. Uh, they had run out of wine at the wedding and the mother of Jesus came to him and said, they're out. We have to recognize that we too have a need. And it's we have sinned and we have come short of God's glory. And the only one who can provide what we need is Jesus Christ. His blood is what we need. We need forgiveness from Him. And before someone can, as our title tonight of the lesson is, whatever He says to you, do it. Before someone can do whatever Jesus says to do, they must first realize that He is the only one who can help them. If we realize we have a problem, but we go anywhere and everywhere looking for the answer, then what Jesus says to do may seem to someone to be foolish or may seem to someone, well, I'll, I'll try something else. Perhaps you remember Naaman from the Old Testament. He was told to go and dip in the Jordan River. And he starts complaining, basically saying, you know, I could have, I could have washed in the rivers back home. If I have to get in a river, I might as well get in a river back home because those rivers are cleaner than this Jordan River. And his servants reasoned with him and basically said, you know, if the prophet Elisha had asked you to do something great, you know, something really something, something really great, something that was really a big demonstration, wouldn't you have done it? Why not just do this simple command? Naaman went and he washed as he was commanded and he was made clean in order to be helped, we, in order to do what Jesus says, we must first realize He's the only one who can help us. Also, in thinking about John chapter 2, in thinking about doing whatever He says, it's also interesting that in verse 7, in John 2 verse 7, in talking to these servants, Jesus said to them in John chapter 2 verse 7, Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. 
And they filled them up to the brim. The second thing I'd like us to think about tonight, as far as some things we can learn from this chapter, is we need to fill ourselves with what God commands. We need to fill ourselves with what God commands. You know, I think about two passages of Scripture came to mind in thinking about what God tells us, things that we are to fill ourselves with. The first is Psalm 119, verse 11, where the psalmist there writes, Your word or thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. The idea of hiding God's word in his heart and his mind is just the idea of hiding it away, storing it away, treasuring it up. He's filling his mind with the word of God. For what purpose? To keep himself from sin. You know, someone who has become a child of God, who has obeyed the gospel, they recognize the need they have. They recognize that we have sinned. They recognize what a terrible thing that is. And they have gone to the right source for that problem. It makes sense then that as a Christian, I realize how terrible sin is, and now I want to do whatever I can to keep myself from that. God says, if you will fill your mind with God's Word, it will help you tremendously in your fight against sin. Today, there's, there's things that in and of themselves are just fine. You know, television and computers and, and our cell phones and, and all the wonderful books that we have at our fingertips today and, and many other things that we can fill our minds with. And there's nothing wrong with putting those things in our mind as long as they're good and wholesome. But something that we don't need to forget is... If we are not making time to, to fill our minds with God's Word, to put God's Word in our mind, we are going to have a very difficult time fighting temptation. Um, I, would, I would encourage you tonight, if you do struggle with temptation, if there is something that you struggle with, and, and I would say, if we're all being honest, there's probably something that we all battle with. If there's something that you struggle with, then dedicate yourself to spending more time in the Word of God. It will, it will help you tremendously. God has said it will help us tremendously. So let me encourage you, file that away in your mind. And make a note to spend time putting more of God's Word in your mind. And it will help you in your battle against temptation, whatever that is that you may face. We need to fill ourselves with what He commands. His Word will help keep us from sin. Also, now go with me to a New Testament passage. 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. It's here in 2 Peter 1 verse 5 through 11 that we have, I guess, what we have uh, commonly, we refer to these as the Christian graces or something along those lines. This, these are things that we need to be filling ourselves with, that we need to be putting into our lives. In fact, the text says, 2 Peter chapter 1, starting with verse 5, but also for this very reason, and he's pointing back to the very reason, talking about God's power, talking about the great and precious promises that he's given us, that we've escaped the corruption that is in the world. For that reason giving all diligence, putting forth every effort, giving 
giving great effort. Put, don't just, you know, what we're about to read, Peter is emphasizing to us, you're not going to be able to add these things into your life. We're not going to be able to add these things to our life if we're not putting forth effort. Uh, there, there are some things that we are going to have to really try, really be diligent, really put forth some effort. And he's saying this is one of those things, we can do this, you can do this, but it's going to take some effort. You're going to have to invest some of yourself into doing this. He says, add to your faith virtue. Now virtue is not a word that really is used a whole lot anymore in our society today, but the idea behind virtue is you, you are going to hold yourself accountable to a, a standard of behavior. You realize there is a certain way that I ought to act, that I ought to live, that I ought to behave, and I'm going to hold myself to that standard. We understand, as a Christian, that standard is the Word of God. So add to your faith virtue. You understand there is a standard for the way that I need to behave myself. To virtue, knowledge, which makes sense. Not only have you committed that I'm going to live my life according to what this book says, but then add to that your knowledge of what this book says. You know, if, if I commit to doing what this book says, but I don't know what this book says, I'm going to have a lot of problems doing what it says. So add to, your, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge then self-control. As we learn, here's what the standard teaches me about how I ought to live then we have to have self-control in order to do those things or to not do those things. So add self-control, add perseverance, endurance, patience. Know before you go in that you think about the word endurance and what that often means is you are going to have to keep going. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. I don't suppose... That the, that the word endurance is ever used alongside of something that's easy or that's pain-free or that's free of difficulty. Endurance means that in living this life, in adding these things, you realize going into this, this isn't going to be easy. There may be some ups and downs. There's going to be some difficulties, but don't quit. Don't give up. Persevere. Keep going. Add to, your, add to perseverance, godliness, behaving, living as God, becoming more like God in all that we do. To godliness, brotherly kindness. We're going to become more like God. We're going to treat our brethren kindly. We're going to treat them with the love and with the respect that they deserve as, as people who are also made in the image of God. And add to brotherly kindness, love. A self sacrificing love, willing to do what is best for others. And then he says, these things that he's just said, he's just listed for us. For if these things are yours and abound, or if these things are in you and abound and are overflowing, you will, neither, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to be fruitful for the Lord, you want to 
you want to be fruitful in your service to Him. He says, then have these things in you. Fill yourself with these things and let them abound. And then he goes on to say, the one who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. So the one who has these things is fruitful in his service to the Lord. The one who does not is blind and has actually forgotten. If you've forgotten that you were cleansed from your old sin, perhaps it's even forgotten that they had a need for the Savior in the first place. Therefore, with that in view, brethren, be even more diligent. He's already told us to be diligent once, to put forth every effort once, but be even more diligent. Put forth even more effort to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Peter has not said that a Christian can never fall away and can never become unfaithful. But what he has told us is this. It's a similar idea to what John told us in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5-10. through 10. If we are putting forth a great effort to add these things to our life, then we would be, as John said in 1 John 1, verse 5 through 10, walking in the light, where we have fellowship with God, where we continue to have access to the blood of Jesus Christ. If, you, if we will commit ourselves to putting great effort, to putting every effort into doing these things, then you need not worry about your salvation or worry where you're going to spend eternity. That's what Peter has said. If you are putting every effort into this, don't worry about where you may be if you die in the middle of the night tonight. Because if you are putting every effort into doing these things, he says an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly, overflowing into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So whatever Jesus says to us, whatever he says to you, do it. We need to recognize the need that we have and realize that He is the only one who has the solution, who can help us with that need. Upon understanding that, upon obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ, we then need to fill ourselves with what Jesus commands. Fill ourselves with the Word of God. Fill ourselves with, with these things, the Christian graces as we call them, listed here. Put every effort into doing that. And then as we also find in John chapter 2, is as Jesus commanded the servants after He had performed the miracle of turning the water into wine, He says in John chapter 2, verse 8, And He said to them, Draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. We need to take what He has done we need to take what Jesus has done, what He has done for us, what Jesus has done for everyone, dying on the cross, and we need to tell others. We need to show others. You know, think about a few examples in Scripture. And Philip, in Acts chapter 8, as someone who had obeyed the gospel and he'd been forgiven of his sins, he goes to the Samaritans, and the text says that he preached unto them Jesus. He told them the things that Jesus had done and His sacrifice on the cross. He preached to them about the kingdom, the Lord's church. 
Another that comes to mind is Paul in Acts chapter 26, verse 19 through 23. And Paul stood before of all people, a king, a ruler, a governor, a man by the name of Agrippa, and he told him all that Jesus had done and all who Jesus was and all that Jesus had commanded Paul to do. We think about telling others what the Lord has done. This is something, this is a command that is given to all of us. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20, He said, all power or all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then after, after laying down the fact that He has all authority, He then told His disciples, which would include you and me, to go, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. He said, and lo, I am with you always. So whatever Jesus says to you, do it. We need to recognize the need that we have. The fact that we have sinned, we deserve death. And to avoid that consequence, we need our Lord and we need our Savior, the only one who can provide the solution to that. Upon obeying the gospel and becoming His child, becoming a Christian, we then need to continue to fill ourselves with what God commands us to. Fill yourself with the Word of God. Fill yourself with, as we read in 2 Peter 1, the Christian graces. Put, put every effort into that. You, if we put effort into doing these things, you can have confidence in your salvation. You don't have to worry about where you may be in the next life if you will commit to doing that. And then we also need to take the opportunities that we have and tell others. And tell others what Jesus has done. Invite others even to come and to hear. Come and see what Jesus has done, what Jesus has said. We think about making personal application to ourselves and, and going forward. Tonight, in thinking about personal application, I would say this. If we could all make this commitment, I will commit and make the commitment to do whatever the Lord commands me in His Word. It sounds simple, and I suppose it is simple and straightforward. But it can become very challenging when we read something in God's Word that perhaps requires more of us than maybe we thought we would have to give. Maybe it requires more time than we thought we would have to give. Maybe it requires more effort, more money, whatever it is. We have to make the commitment to do whatever the Lord tells us to do. And hopefully tonight we have made that commitment. If not, make that commitment starting tonight and going forward. That in your life, as you learn what God's Word teaches, you are going to do what God says. Now making this commitment means that you know, when we read God commanding us to do something and maybe we realize we are not doing it, we'll make the change. Or maybe we read something that God says not to do and we realize I am doing that and we'll make the change. This isn't a commitment to make lightly. As we read over in John chapter 2, when Christ gives a command, as those servants did, He expects us to fill it to the brim. Um, 
half obedience, halfway obedience, is really no obedience at all. So if we are going to commit to following the Lord and obeying Him, it's all or nothing. It's completely empty or it's full to the brim. And God wants us to put every effort, to put everything in to obeying Him. And tonight, as we've thought about these things, that's what we have been encouraged to do from the Word of God. Put everything you have into obeying God, no matter what. Tonight, if you're a Christian, and you think about your life, and you realize that there are areas in your life, or there are things in your life that you have let in, that you know shouldn't be there. Uh, I, I encourage you tonight, God would encourage you, encourages you from His Word, to make that right. Repent of those things. Get those things out of your life. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, if there's something that you're struggling with, start filling your mind with God's Word, and it will help you. Trust me. It will help you if you will start doing that. Uh, if you are not a Christian, then before you can become a child of God, you first have to realize that you have a need. You need to realize that you have sinned. You need to understand what sin is and what sin has done to your relationship with God. And understanding that, you need to believe who Jesus is and understand that He's the only one who can offer the solution to the problem that you have. You must be willing to repent of your sins and confess Jesus to be the Son of God. And then be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. Romans chapter 6, as we read earlier, verse 3 and 4. If you would like to study about anything, or you have questions about anything, you can always come to me. I may have to look for the answer, but I can always find it.